Welcome to another episode of the Wildly You podcast for entrepreneurs. Whether you're a mompreneur, solopreneur, aspiringpreneur, you are welcome here. On this podcast, we dive into business, life, and everything that makes you wildly you. Because let's face it, that's what sets your business apart. This season, not only have we rebranded, we were formerly known as the Daily Squish Report podcast, we will be diving into literally everything, everything that will help current or aspiring entrepreneurs of any part of their journey be wildly successful and wildly you. We know the journey of entrepreneurship is a wild ride, but guess what? We are in this together. This season features experts from a variety of niches that will be providing short, value-packed episodes with a valuable resource. Y'all, welcome back to another episode of Mondays with Mallory here on the Wildly You podcast. We are super excited to be back here with you guys. I know we missed one. Like, what was that? Who knows? I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> I think it was like two months ago when we tried to record via Clubhouse and it didn't work. Oh my God. Yeah, that was bad. It's fine. We're here and we are clad in all of the leopard today, just so you guys know. I know you can't see us, but it's very important. It's it's on brand. It's very wild. <laughs> it's a vibe. It is a vibe. All right. So today we're going to talk about, oh, and she has a tree behind her, like a tree portrait very on brand very wild for us today <laughs> okay adhd to the max but we are here and we are super excited we're going to talk a lot about things that that basically is a permission slip that there are no rules anymore <laughs> there are guidelines but there is essentially no rules and a lot of this stemmed from so mallory and i work together on many different ways, many different things. And we've been talking a lot about how service providers, when they charge and when they, they send contracts and when they send proposals, like how the heck do you charge your worth? So Mallory, what thoughts do you have on that so far? What's coming up for you? So what's coming up for me is a a few different things. First of all, like charging your worth and stepping into your worth and your highest ticket self. And just like really understanding, um, the value that you can provide your clients. It doesn't have to be hard, but it can feel really hard sometimes, especially when you're new in like a, a service providing space or a consulting space. For me, I was always so used to every job I had before was like, this is what you will make. And I was like, okay, But now that I get to charge and put a price tag on my services, whether it be hourly or like a one-time flat rate service, um, at the beginning, I found it really overwhelming because I really just wanted to go to someone and say, hey, what should I be charging for this? And they would always follow up with like, well, what do you think you should be charging for this? Or how long does it take you to do this? Or what's your hourly rate and how long will it take you? And I just didn't have those answers because I was so new. So Mm -hmm. what that led to a lot of the time was undercharging on my services because I would, and I'm sure that 
everyone can relate to this because you don't just, you're not just born like a badass, confident entrepreneur. Well, you, you actually are, but then like our childhood and our life experience teaches us like, no, shrink down. That's too much. Don't talk about money. But I feel like, um, back to how I said I was undercharging because I would pick a number that like, I felt, um, comfortable telling someone and then based on their reaction, I would like adjust. And so over time, you know, sometimes like my prices would get higher or lower. And then I like, I would obsess if someone didn't want to work with me because I'd be like, oh my God, I, it was the money. It was too much. It was, too, it, it was, it, I didn't provide enough value, this, that, the other thing. And like what I learned and what I'm still learning to this day is like, how dare I let someone else's opinion of what my time is worth and like their budgetary constraints dictate my worth and like what I think I'm worth. And that's so sad because I do it still. And I know so many women that do mostly women, you know, how many times do you hear men walking around being like, Oh, I shouldn't have charged them. (laughs) You know, they're like, suck it. (laughs) This is the price. Yeah. They're like, but it's hard. So I think you summed that up perfectly. Like we're brought up with this whole like, oh, hush, hush. We don't talk about how much money we make. We don't talk about blah, blah, blah. Well, let's freaking talk about it because it is okay to have your price points fluctuate as you grow. It's okay to like charge less when you're starting out. But I hope that the confidence that you gain during that low charging period helps you own your ish and step into that higher ticket self that you were meant to be. Because if you're charging low ticket for things, number one, there's always the the issue of the headspace with low ticket offers. So we talked about this. All of the things I talk about have been learned and taught to me. So I just wanted to blanket this with that. Um, a lot of low ticket things, anything $1,000 and under, there is a lot of emotion attached with the dollars that are included in that. So it's, it's science actually. So you'll find more pushback. And I know you guys have probably seen this meme floating around on Instagram, but you'll find more pushback and like super nitpicky questions for those, those price points that are like $100, $47, $395. People are like, what is this going to do for me? Am I going to make all my money back? Blah, blah, blah. Like 47 questions involved with that. And then you hit somebody with a, a 10 grand contract and they're like, yeah, okay. Can I pay in full? Like, where do I, where do I pay? <laughs> so the mentality changes when you decide that that's going to be how you're going to show up. And that's going to be how you provide your people with your services. And also going to make sure that you don't hate every freaking second of that project that you're working on. Because I have been in that situation where I've worked a deal for somebody and they were, they were paying me pennies and I was helping them out and all of this jazz. But as I was starting to grow, I was realizing that I couldn't keep that on because of the time that was involved in upkeeping that. And then I was starting to feel resentful towards myself for offering that to them because it wasn't the client's fault at all. And I don't know if you've been in a situation like this before, but it wasn't the client's fault at all. Like it was me. It was all coming back on me. I was thinking about how I should not have gone around my business doing things like that. So it's just, it's hard as you grow as an entrepreneur. And I know that you can relate with this, (laughs) but yeah. So as you start out thinking about a price point that feels good for you and that you could confidently say to yourself with that badass 
energy and the mirror, like this is what I'm charging for this. Yeah. Especially when I think about, oh my God, so many things came up for me as you were talking. <laughs> I'm just, I have like, she a was list just nodding of, her head. I have a list of bullet points that I'm like, yup, 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 yup. Um, yeah. Like what you said about like, and also it, it getting to be to the point where it's like, you get resentful and it's not the client's fault. Well, let's preface, like, sometimes it is like, sometimes when yes. your clients are like, sometimes it is their fault. Like the customer is not always right. Any of us that have been in customer service, especially if you've worked at a restaurant, you, you know, but so um, talking about like worth and figuring out what you're going to charge, like hourly, I mean, at least for the love of God, pay yourself minimum wage, like for the love, like I, I have, and this goes for any service provider or any, anyone that charges, like, even if you, if you have a product-based business, but you do like handmade products, like I know this girl, she it crochets and she crochets the most beautiful things. And she is always very open and upfront about her pricing because sometimes people, they think, oh, I can buy a blanket on Amazon for $20, but they don't realize this blanket that she's crocheted has taken her like 50 hours. So she always talks about how she charges people for the supplies. And then literally she pays herself in New Hampshire minimum wage, which is like $8, not even like the national minimum wage, because she wants people to be able to like afford her things. And I'm like, heck no. I've crocheted a blanket before. It is not worth my carpal tunnel. So my hourly rate is not $8. My hourly rate would be much higher because that's what it's worth to me and my time. So yeah. it is so it can be, I under, I want to say like, it's not that hard, but also like, it can be really hard. It can feel really hard to be like, what should I charge? I can't tell you how many times when I started doing social media management, I would like stalk people's websites and like, I would spend more time and effort trying to find people's prices on their websites to know what I should be charging. And like when people be like, oh, well, how long does it take? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I haven't ever done something like that before. So I'm I glad you brought that, these pieces yeah. up because knowing the industry standard is important so that you can uphold the industry standard because yes, yes. because if you're charged, so say like, I'm just going to randomly pull numbers. If you're charging $400 for social media management, just to go off of your example a month, like, yes, I'm like hyperventilating over that too. But if you're charging $400 for social media management a month, but the industry standard is $2,500, then number one, you have a few things working against you. One, people are going to either take advantage of you for your low ticket. And because I know that if you're charging $400, you're, you're struggling with that mindset that I do good work, but is my time really worth it? F, yes, it is. I almost dropped the big F bomb. But <laughs> and then the other thing that's happening is these higher ticket social media managers out there that might be charging more for less qualifiers than you have are out there hustling this dollar sign and their work is not as good as yours maybe, or it is as good as yours. So why the big change with that price point? Like you have to at least acknowledge the industry standard to keep everybody in the industry on the same level because how are you even going to survive basically? 
The industry standard is tough for two things. Actually, so much of this is so raw for me right now that like I'm having a hard time not using like real life examples and posting all of these things on social media right now, because like, I don't want to like make anyone upset. Um, like if (laughs) like my people see it or whatever, you know, so I'm waiting and I'm giving it time, but, um, so like with the industry standard, when I first started doing social media management, I took a course and I joined a community and there were all these women and I'm still a part of that group, um, where I don't really like go there for clients anymore. It's not really like, they're not really my jam, but I do like the information I get there. So if you're interested in that group, send me a message and I'll add you. But, um, it, you know, like when I started out and I was just looking to gain experience, you know, when you get out of college and you like do an internship and you work for cheap to get experience to put on your resume. Well, people in this group were complaining about that because when you charge super, super low, and you're not doing the industry standard. Yes, it's working against you, but also it's working against your competitors because really like it makes it that much tougher for them. Like when that's really what it's worth and what we should be charging, it makes it that much harder for them to be like, this is actually what it cost. When other people are like, oh, well, this person said they would do it for a quarter. And you're like, well, that's, that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can break it down for you how much time it takes me to do all these things. So you're working against yourself. You're working against in like other industry professionals, but then something that has come up for me a few times recently is because social media management or social media marketing, some people, um, don't consider it to be like part of marketing. Whereas like marketing is very expensive for businesses. My boyfriend's in marketing and like the amount of money they just spent on their rebrand, like a lot of it was donations because they're a nonprofit, but like, it's a lot of money. And so when people don't see it as marketing, they see, oh, social media is free. My niece knows how to use Instagram. She can do it. But it's like, you're not getting a strategy. You're not getting someone that has the education. There's no brand messaging behind it. It's just like super random. You're going to get what you pay for. But also it's your job as the consumer to educate yourself about what things cost. So like, I no joke had a client that like asked me for services I quoted them services. They said, wow, that's like way more money than we thought it would be. Could you provide us quotes of some of your competitors so we can see like, if you're actually too expensive. And I literally was like, no, (laughs) Uh, no. No, like I literally was just like dumbfounded because I was like, how dare, like, like, would you go to a restaurant and be like, wow, this market price looks really good. This like market (laughs) price of mussels is really expensive. Do you think you could quote me the seafood restaurant down the streets price? Because I think I might go there instead. Like, like right girl, now. you should have chosen that before you went in the doors. Like you should have done that before you went in the doors. I was just like, <laughs> I literally could not believe. Yeah. The, the audacity. Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I, I okay, literally- so I'm glad you were bringing these things up because when you're, when you're talking about pricing and pricing structure, like I am not a professional in this, but I have never charged hourly. Like I don't like to charge hourly. And 
like as a service provider, because there's a few things that come up. One, it's not my client's problem how long it takes me to do things. But at the same time, it does take me time to do things. <laughs> so there's like a, a teeter-totter situation going on. So how do you mm. find that perfect balance of the time it takes you and how to charge? And I know that you and I just went through this together. So that's so interesting. It's so interesting you brought that up because as you were saying, like you don't charge hourly, it's tough because like to figure out your, your rate, like you kind of do have to figure in your hours. I do charge hourly for certain things. Um, for instance, like one of my clients just like is so technologically not savvy and like, couldn't figure out that like, he had this word document that the formatting was like, there was all this, these like different formatting boxes and they were just like locked and he could not figure them out. And honestly, I couldn't either, but I'm a really fast typer. I'm a graphic designer. I love using Canva, like making forms is super easy for me. And it was just like copy and paste work. So for something like that, I did just charge hourly, you know, cause it was like moving one page to a new page, moving one page to a new page. That was like, whatever. And I charged an hourly rate for that. And it took me like two hours. Um, other things I charge hourly for is like editing. Like I'm really quick with editing and like video content, but as far as services go, it is really tough to choose how to charge hourly because right. It's not, it's not your client's like fault or like, you know, responsibility, like how long it takes you for something. But sometimes if you have a client that like requests a lot of edits or just like, doesn't, you know, like they say they want one thing and then you bring it to them and then they're like, oh, that's actually not what I meant. And I don't like that. And then it's like, oh my God, I should have been charging hourly. So yeah. it is tough. It's so tough. And you never know going in, like, you never know what that situation is going to be. I'm in one of those situations right now. And I really just can't wait to get this task off my plate because it's every day. It's like a daunting, like pit in my stomach. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have to do these edits and then like send them off. And then I'm afraid to check my email. And yeah, yeah it's something that comes up for me hearing you say that is, <laughs> yes, it is. And something that I wanted to leave for everybody out there listening to this is that if you have a service or you provide a service that allows for some gray area that potentially, and I'm not saying that all of the clients out there are going to do this, but we all know we've experienced at least one or two clients that do this where they push the limits. Is there some jargon that you can add in your contract that says, I will provide X, Y, Z up to this point. And then if things go past that, then here's the hourly ad hoc rate. And I know I say that I don't charge by hourly, but it is important to figure out like your hours that you can spend on things, your experience, your results that you've shown and how you can add a dollar sign to that. So that when you're like bundling up your hours that you're going to give to this client, you know, that you are getting paid for your time that when you are officially booked out, I almost said three fingers. That was weird. I did like air quotes here, three finger air quote. That's my new thing. Branded. <laughs> but one hand, just one hand. <laughs> just, just you just said it on hand. one hand. Just one hand. Oh, it looks so unbalanced. <laughs> it feels unbalanced. I'm going to put this for the, the promo for the episode <laughs> and I'm leaving this in. <laughs> what was I talking about? 
You were talking about how, how to know, like when you're booked out. Oh yeah. Like being because able like to- when you officially have given all of your hours to your clients, are you making the dollars that you want to make to hit your goals? <laughs> she just put her arms. This needs to be a video episode. Allie <laughs> just put her arms like Ellen DeGeneres on her like couch. <laughs> it's just like, it just, I looked over and I thought this might feel good. Um, yeah. It's interesting you bring up being booked out because I, I, I like need to put my arms on because I can't like focus with myself. Is wait, I'll get it. Hang on, come back. Um, (laughs) so, um, so for instance, I have this client who she was one of my very first clients and I loved working with her. I love her business. I love her, like everything about her, um, content it's really authentic and it's really beautiful and it's really thoughtful and I love it. And recently we had to pause services for a few months and because she was my first client and I just like wanted to book her like so badly. Um, we did like an initial, like a three month trial, you know, contract, like we'll work together for three months for like a flat rate instead of a monthly rate, like she was like, I can afford this. And I was like, okay, I can work with that. And I really loved working with her. And it was way less than what I would charge now, like way less. Um, and now, so like towards the end of our contract, before we paused services, we sort of like rearranged, like she wanted to take on more of these tasks and I was going to do more of these tasks. Um, but now going back and looking at it, we've been talking again and it's been a really slow season for her. And that's why we've had to pause. But as I'm getting more things on my plate, she mentioned the other day, she was like, oh, I'm hoping that like, you'll have time in your schedule for me soon. And so these things are coming up, right. Is like, will I have time? Because, because she was my first client, I used to literally drop everything or I was able to drop everything and do anything she needed, like at any time. Um, So there's that, like, will I actually have time to provide what it is that she's actually thinking she will be getting again? And then it's like, when you have clients that you charge a certain amount, when you are like, I hate to use the phrase leveling up, but like when you are like charging more and stepping into your high ticket self and like you're, and you're like learning more like that your time is more valuable than you thought. And you are just like feeling like worthy AF. Like, that's how I feel. I feel worthy AF right now. Like how do you have that conversation with your clients to say like, Hey, I'm actually, you know, this is kind of what this costs now. Yeah. And you'll have some hiccups along the way as you scale, as your business gets bigger, as your dreams get bigger and you step into the role that you want to be and the life that you want to live. And I know that a lot of that is like monetarily connected, but our time and our money are the, and I know this is going to sound like scarcity mindset, but it is a fact. Our time is valuable and it is we only have so much of it, right? There's 24 hours yeah. in a day. There's no like hacks to have Beyonce's time frame in a day that she has. Like that's a meme too. I quote a lot of memes. Um, <laughs> but our time is like the the 
item that we have the least of, right? So we have to make sure that we are fractioning it out for our family, for the things that fill us up, for the self-care, for our client work and all that jazz. So it is okay. This is your permission slip. If you need this permission slip out there, anybody listening that you can charge what you want to charge to account for your time, to meet the needs of your dreams so that your dream life can be an actual thing for you. And I see the sun shining down on your head from your portrait behind you. And it's just perfect. <laughs> ah! Yeah. I love that this conversation has been like a permission slip to your, for your dream life to charge what you want to charge, because also like, and this could be a whole other episode podcast or other podcast episode. Cause it would have to be, cause we don't have time, but like when you are charging super low and not valuing your time and you're taking on so many things, you actually are never going to be able to scale into your dream mm -hmm. life and hire people because like you're burning yourself into the ground, but you're not charging enough to hire any help. So that's something that has opened up a lot of doors for me is like charging more allows me to have team members and that allows me to take on more responsibility with other clients and like create an agency. And so that's like stepping into my dream life, but um, you're never going to be able to help anyone else until you can charge what you're worth and you feel like you're worth. So, yep. So what are some action items that we would give our listeners today? So action to items continue this conversation. Yeah. Action yeah. items that actually I've been working on with Sydney is like sort of looking at what services do you provide and what do you charge for them? And if you have some experience with them, like estimate, you know, how long does it take you to do some of these tasks and how much do you want to make? And also what do you want your life to look like? Because mm -hmm. if like, I don't want my life to be like sitting on Instagram doing engagement all day. So like, that's the first thing that I always outsource. Um, cause my eyeballs can't, I just can't. Um, also that's like way too much small talk in a day for me. I cannot live a small talk. Good Lord. Um, same. oh my God. Um, but yeah, so action items is like to, yeah, go through your services. What do you provide? How long does it take you? What do you charge? And if there are things on your plate that you were like, oh my God, I dread doing this, but like, say it's an easy thing, like for you to sell or whatever, like maybe you charge more, maybe you hire someone to help you, or maybe you just charge more because like it takes up so much mental space in your brain. <laughs> like maybe you're not ready to yes, outsource, yes. but you charge more because your health is valuable too. Um, yes. What's another action item? I feel like that's my biggest one. It's just like really getting clear on like those pieces. Yeah. And Something that my coach has taught me was to like actually look at the projected year, like the clients that you have now, how you're trending, what you've made in the year, in the months so far, and then plan out like the rest of your strategy for the rest of the year. Okay, so you have some clients dropping off here. So we need to start implementing like launch strategy for here. So you can bump that income back up so you can hit your goal of whatever it is. And then reverse engineer it from there. And then see how your time needs to add up 
so that you can hit that goal and see what products you need to have in your suite so you can hit that goal. That doesn't mean like fluctuating and inflating your price for one of your items just so you can meet that goal. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> do it. Go do backwards. It. Yeah, we kind of did it with your your pricing plan just a smidge, but we didn't plan out the year yet. What was your yeah, third but I think it, I think it would be cool to plan out the year because I do have like a monetary goal that I want to have made by the end of the year. But like right now I have no idea where I'm at or like if I'll hit it. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going to do that. So I'm going to take Sydney's action items and some of y'all, if, <laughs> if you're not there yet, you can take my action items. The other thing that is really helpful to me is like, every day, like writing down what it is that I'm chasing. Like, even if your goal is like, maybe you have a side hustle and your goal is to make like $500 this month, just writing down every morning, like, like I made $500 this month from my side hustle and just like keeping it present for you, because I'm going to just like one quick thing to wrap this up is like every day, my gratitude journal, I was writing like I made 5k this month. I made 5k this month. I made 5k this month. And then all of a sudden I started getting, but I wanted to do it in my business. So I start getting these like random checks in the mail. Like I'm an affiliate. So I like got this check for like a couple bucks. Like I got my stimulus check. I sold my couch. Like I'm just like getting all this money. And, and my boyfriend's like, okay, now you need to be more specific. Cause I was like, yo, it's like the second week of March and I've already made 5k. And he was like, but your stimulus doesn't count. Like this doesn't count. And I was like, <laughs> he was like, you gotta be more specific. So now I'm writing, like I made 5k in my business this month, you know? So I'm like chasing that, but all these opportunities are opening up just because I'm like willing to look at like, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to look at things from a different point of view. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. My goal for today was to drink one of these water bottles and I love did that for you. Cheers. So this is your reminder, you guys stay hydrated, stay motivated and own your worth and be freaking wild. Cause yeah, I was going to say, stay, stay wild. Cause I feel, I feel wild. wild right now. <laughs> This has been another Wildly You podcast episode, our Mondays with Mallory. Thank you so much for listening to our ADHD ramble. Maybe I'll put this episode on YouTube so you can watch the amazingness. <laughs> Just full disclosure, if you go look for it, like we never post these, so we're not 100% like, you know. <laughs> but don't forget, leave us a review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. We read those out when we get them. I love seeing y'all's iTunes usernames. Um, they're rather hysterical. So until then, find us on Instagram. I will link all of those in the show notes. Uh, Wildly You Pod, Sydney DeLucci, Mallory Rinker, just like it sounds, two L's in Mallory. Y'all, thanks so much. And we'll see you again soon. Bye.